0: Welcome to Breakthrough Prayer Podcast with Pastor Camille Sophia. Thank you for joining us today. We hope it gives you a reason to know that the time for transformation is here. And that time is now. Here is Pastor Camille Sophia.
1: Please turn your Bibles to Job chapter 1. And for time's sake, we're not going to read everything because it was already read says there was a man in the land of us whose name was job and that man was blameless and upright and one who feared god and shunned evil and seven sons and three daughters were born to him also sorry it was born to him my apologies also his possessions were seven thousand sheep three thousand camels 500 yoke of oxen five hundred female donkeys, and a very large household, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. And his sons would go and feast in their houses, each on his appointed day, and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them, And he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did regularly. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said From going to and fro on the earth And from walking back and forth on it Then the Lord said to Satan Have you considered my servant Job That there is none like him on the earth A blameless and upright man One who fears God and shuns evil So Satan answered the Lord and said does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. Eleven and last. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Bow your heads. Father, we thank you for this word, mighty God. We thank you for the anointing that makes preaching easy. And so Lord, I understand that I am only an oracle and so I must decrease and allow you to increase. And so Lord, I pray you will increase in this house. Increase on the Facebook. Increase by way of Zoom. Increase in our hearts today, God. Bind up every principality, every witch every wizard, every unclean spirit, every demon now God and let your anointing thrive in man's heart and in this house. God we pray that this word will not return void but there will be an accomplishment that in this season God I will not be bound up nor tied up but loose me in the realm of the supernatural that revelation will begin to flow now as I oh God submit and surrender to your authority to your will and to your way in jesus name i pray amen amen as you are making your way to your seat i want to give you my sermon title turn to your neighbor and say to your neighbor in the house shifted to be lifted turn to your neighbor say neighbor neighbor come on preach with me shifted to be lifted by way of homiletics three points point number one the validity of your fate number two in time of trouble know your god point number three worship will give you the victory by way of introduction the word shifted is derived from the word shift which means to change one possession, sorry, one's position or direction. Shift is a verb which denotes action. It is said that many of us dislike change. Uh, we are more comfortable when things remain the same. Some of us take the same route to work every day. Pray the same time and the same way every day. Go to the bed at the same time every night and ask the Almighty God for the same things every day. It is Darwin that said that doing things the same way repeatedly is insanity. There is a time in, in, in the life of the believer when the Almighty God creates a paradigm shift. In our lives This shift is not an ordinary shift There's no warning with this shift And it is sometimes a sudden shift It's a shift in which everything is shaken Turned upside down And you you become spiritually rearranged uh, Thrust in an uncomfortable position uh, A place of a squeeze Disappeared Disrupted Disgraced and despondent. It's a position in which no believer uh, readily accepts or welcome. Uh, however, it is interesting to know that the Almighty God allow us to be shifted in order for his glory to be revealed. Saints of God, a shift is God's opportunity to lift us up. It is a set up for promotion and your application for an elevation. Somebody need to clap their hands in this house and say, God, I may not understand it, but I thank you for what you are doing in this season. Come on somebody, put it in the atmosphere. I may not understand it, but God, I believe you're doing something good in this season. Ah, you see, let me give you a sermon illustration. Years ago, Frank Lloyd Wright was given the impossible task of building the Imperial Hotel in Tokyo. No comparable construction job ever before had been undertaken. With patience he laid plans for the immense building in this land of earthquakes and terrible tremors. After carefully reviewing the situation, he found that 8 feet below the surface of the ground lay a 60-foot bed of soft mud. Why not float the great structure on this and in some way make it absorb the shock of the earthquake? After four years of work amid ridicule and jeers of skeptical onlookers, this most difficult building in the world was completed and soon arrived the day which tested it completely. Uh, The worst earthquake in 52 years cause houses and buildings and all around to tumble and fall into ruins but the imperial hotel stood because it was able to adjust itself to the tremors of the earth. Who am I talking to? Our God sometimes set you up to adjust yourself to the tremors of the things that affect us in life but allow me to give you a brief synopsis of the text the purpose of the book of Job you see the Hebrew word Job means persecuted one the book of Job helps us to understand the following number one that Satan cannot bring financial and physical destruction upon us unless it is by God's permission. God has power over what Satan can and cannot do. It is beyond our human ability to understand the whys behind all the suffering in the world. We cannot always blame suffering and sin on our lifestyles. Suffering may sometimes be allowed in our lives. Listen to this to test, to purify, to teach, or to strengthen the soul. You see, God remains enough, deserves and requests our love and praise in all circumstances of life not just in the good times but also in the bad times God deserves the praises in all of our circumstances and now it brings me to the text because now we see that Job uh, the Bible says he was a man from the land of us but I want you to understand that he was not an ordinary man he was an extraordinary man and I mean he dotted all of his eyes, and he crossed all of his T's he did everything that was right in the sight of God and in man but the Bible said he was blameless my goodness when you begin to examine his character you could not find any fault with him, he made sure that he pleased God the best way he could, and God blessed him unconditionally. Ah, but even though he was doing all of the right things, the right way, at the right time, the Bible says that Satan showed up when the sun showed. Up and Satan pose the question, my God. As a matter of fact, God posed the question. Oh, glory be to God. But you see, Satan had a counteraction. He said, The only reason why Job is doing what he's doing is because he is blessed. Do I have anybody under the sound of my voice? That the only reason why. You lift your hands and the only reason why you shout and the only reason why you praise is because of where God has taken you from. Oh glory be to God every now and then when you begin to scout out the church you have two groups of people in church. You got one group uh, that only worship God and praise God when things are going good when everything is in its place and when they see the hand of God moving on their life you can see it in their step you can see it on their faces you can see it in their actions everything about them you begin to know that God is good and they make sure that they worship God because of what he has done but there is a group here, you see that's in the house this morning or I should say this afternoon that when they look over their lives there's so many things that is in that is after them there's so many things that is come upon them. There's so much defeat. There's so much disruption. There's so much opposition. There's so much warfare. My God, the devil is having a field day in their lives. When they begin to examine their life, their children are out of order. Their finances are not at the place. And for some people, their health is giving them problems for some people they're at a place where they feel like they can lose their mind oh but that group of people is saying this afternoon that yes it may not be the way I want it to be and everything is not good but I'm in the house and I'm gonna still lift my hands I'm still gonna worship I'm still gonna praise in spite of it all i'm gonna give god the glory i'm gonna give god the honor i'm gonna give him the recognition because you see it's not about how i feel but the last time i check the god that i serve is more than worthy more than able my goodness my god my god of it all. You see, when we begin to examine the tax, we begin to understand that you cannot buy your way through it. It's not about the amount of sacrifices that you do. It's not about the amount of praises that you lift up. It's not about the amount of things that you do in the church. But can I submit to the real Christians this afternoon that every now and then, God gets ready to pick somebody out to test them. My God you see some of us are only expected to be going good all the time but God sober you see got a curveball. He got a curveball. He got a demotion and can I submit to you this afternoon that anytime there's a curveball there's a miss. Understanding, you see, some say you did something wrong, some will say your ancestors had sin or somebody in your family messed up, some will say you are not doing something right, some people will say it's because you're unholy and because you are unjust. My God, some will even go as far. And said you have committed uh, iniquity. Ah, but I come by to tell somebody that Job's suffering uh, was not a result of sin. Job's suffering uh, was not a result uh, of of anything he did wrong. But Job's suffering um, was a result of God's testing. Job's suffering. uh, was designed to prove his faithfulness unto the Almighty God. Who am I talking to? That God loved to prove, He loved to prove things. Ah, because you can only know that He's God when He's able to prove things, when He's able to bring it to pass, when He's able to bring it into existence, and every now and then He's gonna bring you into a place of a squeeze every now and then uh, you're gonna be and picked for a testing. uh. every now and then uh, he's gonna test that hallelujah that you shout so loud uh. every now and then uh, he's gonna test uh, if you are an imposter where you're playing church Did you just want them to see uh, that you can speak in tongues? Did you just want them to know uh, that you can prophesy? Just uh, say, God, did you just want to give a show? Uh, but every now and then, God will reach down from heaven and do a choosing. He scan out Adonai. He says, have you considered uh, such and such? I'm going to throw you before the wolves. I'm going to throw you before the lions. I'm going to throw you before your enemies. I'm going to throw you in the deep. I'm going to put you in a situation that no one will be able to help you I'm gonna put you in a place and I'm gonna leave you I'm God I can do it I'm gonna put you there and I'm gonna leave you because you see uh, many think that God uh, only pour out Blessings and all that is good, but the church uh, has been given bad food. Some people have colic because you see, many only preach about the goodness of God. And they say, once you're in church, everything must be perfect. Once you're in church, your life must be on an uphill. And good God, you must be in a perfect utopia. But I come to kill a demon. I come to kill a demon this afternoon. Because if you identify with him, you must suffer with him. The Apostle Paul says, I bear the marks in my body. My goodness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every now and then, he's going to make sure that he can prove through you what's in you. What is in you will come out. Can I tell you that it's when you're tested that you can see people in their realness and their trueness. My God, when it's Uncle Dory, God, God, don't assess nobody when things are good. Because if you throw a million dollars at somebody, everything looks good. But good God Almighty, I want you to look at people when they're in their testing, how they carry themselves when they're testing. Because you got to know that god will only use a soldier that he can trust and some of you are going through it right now but i didn't come to give you no cook up message and to tell you that you must jump five times and so three hallelujah and it's gonna be better i come to tell you that sometimes you got to undergird yourself and stand up in the fire and take your licking and keep on ticking sometimes you gotta stand up in the fire jamaican colloquialism Turn up man, turn up, turn up, turn up in your fire. The problem we face is because we don't understand the almighty God, because if you're going to show somebody off to the devil, my God, you got to put the person to the test good God Almighty and some of you God had an I picture you to put the devil to the test but you got a big fat F shame the devil you got an F you failed you failed because your attitude to the world told the world that your God is not able your attitude to the world told the world that your God is only good sometimes but not in the midst of your trials and your tribulation you told the world the wrong thing but some of you need to go back bow your knees and say God I'm sorry because I didn't handle my taste too good but God as a from today I'm going to handle my business the way you call me to handle my business I may not see it right now but because you choose me I know you're responsible for the outcome it is you and pick me because you saw what's in me you know that I can carry it you know I can carry it good God you know that through you I'm able and you want to turn my taste into a testimony you want to turn my mess into a message you want to turn my weeping into joy you want to move me from suffering to a higher place. Oh God Almighty. I thank you that you picked me out. And everything that is in me. I command it. To bow. To the power of the Holy Ghost. No demon. Is going to allow me. To fail my test. But in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that he was righteous, holy, just, upright. He was somebody that pleases God. His ways were just and he had a revengeful fear for the Almighty God. In so much that he would offer sacrifice even for his children. And just in case they sinned against God. He hated evil. He detested evil and the desire was to please God. Job's relationship with God was not contingent upon his success, his material position, or his status. Ah, can I go a little bit deeper? His relationship with God, somebody underscore this, was genuine genuine you see satan thought his righteousness was linked to his blessings in other words he is righteous because he's blessed and highly favored you see but god wanted to test it out oh glory be to god God want to tell the devil that this one that I picked is genuine. You see, I remember when I was growing up in Jamaica. And many of us have family members that migrated in the early 70s. And I had an aunt in England. And she often sent barrel to grandma. And anybody under the sound of my of my voice that is West Indian understand that an English shoes is a very good shoe shoes. Uh, It is made of genuine leather and so uh, I got me a pair of genuine leather and when you're growing up in the Caribbean and you have a pair of shoes that's genuine leather it means that when you go to class in it uh, in grade 2, it's gonna serve to grade 3 and until you grow grow it out good God, you might be wearing it into grade 6 and air. Uh, when I got it in grade two, uh, I got to wear it in grade three. But you see, Uh, all my friends showed up in their new shoes because you see their their shoes can only survive one semester and then the front start to frill up and something start to happen but you see my shoes if i put it in water nothing happen i kick every stone all the way home every big rock i kick it because i said grade three and grade four i need a, a new shoes and so I kicked, all it did was mashed up my toes good God, I said this shoes I'm not going to be able to get rid of it I prayed that my foot will stretch out, that it will start burning me, but that didn't happen, I said maybe I got to use the axe and chop it up, but I know I would have got a flag in, but what I want to tell you is that the shoes was was made of genuine leather that it withstood every storm, every thing that comes its way not even an ax ah, could really my God destroy it the way you want it to be destroyed you see every now and then God wanna test if you're genuine what kind of leather are you what kind of Christian are you what kind of saint are you what kind of believer are you what kind of God you serve my God Every now and then, there comes a testing. But the problem we face in Christendom is that not everybody is genuine. Oh, glory be to God. Not everybody is genuine. You see, some people, only oh, look like they're genuine. They shine and they glisten like gold. But if you put them in the element, they will start to rot and they will start to chip and they will start to lose my God, their outward appearance because they were not genuine. But you see, if the church is going to receive a revival in this season, it can't move to the next level with imposters. But you need some genuine people. That when the test of time come uh, and God come uh, he will see you standing uh, that doesn't matter what prevail uh, you will be still standing uh, You see you're not serving god because of what he has done you're not serving god because of what he gave you you're not serving god because of your wealth you're not serving god because of your status you're not serving god because of your accolades you're not serving god because of anything you serve god because of who he is disappointment distress, demotion does not affect you. You're an authentic worshiper. Even when the pain is ravaging your body, you can still lift your hands and shout hallelujah. Even when there's no food on the table, you can still praise your God. Even when you're thrown in the fire, good God almighty, you can say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. My God, uh, my a soldier that is drafted for war achieves his badges. And advances to different levels based on the battles he has fought and won. There's something special about godly persecution. Ah, Moko Rabasa something special about a godly persecution and though they may look at you funny and tell you that something is wrong with you, it's sad that some people don't know that is because you're special why God pick you out it's because he surveyed the church and he realized you can handle it for the songwriter says he's not gonna put more on you than you can bear good God almighty anywhere you are this afternoon it's your level said devil you can't bamboozle me this is my level and I'm not staying at this level, but I got to get me to the other level. So no matter where I am this afternoon, I'm gonna pass the test. In time of trouble, you should know him in whom you believe. In time of trouble, you should know him who you believe. You see in the midst of Job crisis, he lost workers, animals, sheep and shepherd, camels and children. His wife told him to curse God and die. And then when the devil didn't think that taking away these things were good enough, the question was posed, he says yes, you can take away the things but if you afflict him with sickness he will curse you but even when the sickness came Job remained faithful you see, uh, you need to understand that he knew who God was. He knew who God is. That's why he says, but I know my Redeemer lives. I know my Redeemer lives. You see, there is a difference between knowing God and knowing about God. To know God means to come to an understanding of who God is. To have knowledge about him. To obey him. And not only to obey him, but this is the part that many people have a problem with. uh, To trust him. To know God is to live righteously and to stand in the face of adversity. To know God is to fear Him. You see, when you know God and your adversity comes, it will show how much you really know Him. Because the only way you can express how much you know Him is by how much you express your faith in the midst of adversity many people when they're going through and the storm of life hit them they will say I know he delivered yesterday and I know he did this uh, but then they will put a but they will put a conjunction you see we're living in a time where people have picked out the things that they think God can take care of and the things that God cannot take care of and so when there's small things you see that people have show a bigger fate but when it is too much you see sometimes uh, one can get weak and disheartened and disappointed but you see when you're thrown to the next level it is to express uh, where you're knowledge is good god almighty ah satan i can't play tricks on you because you know him for yourself Uh, you see some may know him uh, through their mother and their father and their friends but there comes a time when you got to know god for yourself uh, and maybe the preacher can pray for you and the pastor can pray you through but there comes a time when you got to say god i know you are not true my mother nor my father nor my sister nor my brother but i know you for myself and in spite of how it looks i don't care what the devil put on me i know you're not gonna put more on me than i can be and though the storm of life is ravaging, though the storm clouds rise and the billows roll. I know I'm in the storm, but I heard the song mother says, Will your anchor hold in the storm of life? We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and firm while the billows roll, Fast to the rock that cannot move grounded firm and deep in the savior's love are you rooted are you grounded are you sound are you unmovable are you steadfast where are you this afternoon when the storm clouds come are you gonna stand up in the storm Anchor, will you anchor? Ribio oh. shaba. Some people anchor. Don't hold. Can I go a little bit deeper? An anchor is a heavy object attached to a vessel by a cable or a rope and cast overboard to keep the vessel in place either by its weight or by its flukes, which grip the bottom you see an anchor is a source of security and stability uh, what the songwriter is saying is that every now and then we get thrust in the storm of life and while we're in the storm the boat is moving uh, and the devil is tossing us uh, from every direction uh. but if we have an anchor and that anchor is Jesus ah uh, when you throw the anchor overboard uh, it grips the bottom of the sea uh, and no matter how the wind comes uh, and sways it uh, and no matter what comes uh, And move the boat, the anchor grips the bottom of the sea and no matter what happens, the anchor grips the bottom and nothing can move the bottom from the anchor because the anchor is in place. I come to submit to somebody this afternoon. Your anchor is Jesus and as long as the anchor is in place. Nothing is able to move you out of position because your anchor is in place. No demon, no devil, no principality, no ex, no obia, no incantation, no voodoo, no thought. No warfare. The anchor will hold. The anchor will hold. The anchor will grip the solid rock. The anchor will say, Come on Adonai. Stand in position. The anchor will say, Come on church. Don't allow him to move your outer place. I got you. 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 Your stability, your security, There's protection. I got your man. Got your back. Got your back. The anchor is in position. The anchor is in position. The anchor is in position. The anchor is in position, the anchor, 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 the anchor. anchor. No wind, no storm, no earthquake, no tremor, because the anchor is in position you can ride out your storm. The boat is rocking. It's not gonna tip over. It's not gonna break in pieces. It's gonna ride out the storm because the anchor is at the bottom. Ah, the anchor is in position. The anchor is holding. Who am I speaking to this afternoon? Let your anchor hold let your anchor hold let your anchor hold reach out and say my anchor is jesus and if jesus is in place i cannot be defeated i'm unstoppable i'm destined for greatness because my anchor is in position the storm can come the earthquake can come But the apostle says, none of these things move me because my anchor, Satan, you didn't know, I got my anchor. Can I go a little bit deeper? The anchor is in position. The only way you can get the victory is if you are attached to the anchor. So no matter what is happening, your attachment to the anchor is what brings stability. Some people are not victorious because they let go of the anchor. The anchor is over there and they're over here. And because they're over here, everything that is operating, Satan is having a field day. Things are falling apart because you let go of the anchor. Where am I going? Can I go a little bit deeper? You see, God knew that Job was the right person to test because you see, Job had his anchor in position. So you see, When the children were gone, Job says, not there. When the things were taken away, Job says, not there. You see, when the sickness come, Job says, not there. You see, when the wife told him to curse God and die, Job says still not there. Because you see, when you are being tested, can I go a little bit deeper? You see, uh, uh, when I went to university, you understand different levels of tests. You see, sometimes they say they're going to give you a pop quiz. A pop quiz don't carry no weight. Maybe it's out of 10, and it doesn't carry much weight uh, as it relates to your GPA. Uh, But you see, sometimes, every now and then, uh, they're going to move you from the midterm, but he's going to move you into the final exam. (laughs) You see, some of you are doing different tests. For some of you, you own your pop quiz. But you see, some of us, every now and then, we get a final examination. Oh, glory be to God, you see Job got a final examination, you see when the finals come and you're in the room, you can put up your hand and you may ask the instructor questions as to, uh, maybe if you can use a pen or a pencil, but you see anything on the paper, He's not gonna give you the answer. Good God Almighty, some of you don't understand what kind of exam you're in, because when it's a final, Jesus will leave you alone. It's a final. And when there's a final, you don't help people in the final. Because if you help them in the final, it means that it's not a right mark. didn't attain it by themselves they had help but every now and then God give us a final and he does not show up to help because it's a test you see, when he take away the blessing from Job, the test was, are you a materialistic person? If God bless you with a million, can you shout? Can you lift your hands. If you were living in a 5,000 square feet, can you come and bow your knees and worship? And you don't have to advertise and tell people that you live in a corner lot in a big house. They don't know where you live because your worship is not contingent upon your material things. Can I go a little bit deeper? You see, then the test comes for the children Because some people only worship God because everything is going good with their children. But he says, let me take them away. That was a test to see if your children comes before God. Some of you children come before God because when there's priority, you put your children first and you put God in second position. Uh, Can I go a little bit deeper? And then you see there's a test for a marital test because you see sometimes we're in a relationship relationship and our spouse is the one that is anchoring us covering us so you don't know God for yourself so when God removed the wife he says you know what you got to do this by yourself on your own and then you see some of you only pass the test because of your environment people puff you up Come on, fluff me up, fluff me up, fluff me up, fluff me up, tell me I look beautiful, tell me I'm cute, tell me my clothes look nice. Come on, especially in this era, so many people walk around with insecurities that if they don't have a fan base, they don't feel good. When I put things out there, you don't have to like it because the last time I checked, I was secure and I know when something looked good. and if I didn't get 500 likes, it don't mean it didn't look good. It means you got some haters because when the thing looked good, they can't like it they don't say nothing secretly they're calling you but they don't want the world to know The devil is a liar but can I put it out there if you can't like me in the public don't like me in the private go away with your likes I don't want it get out of here get out of here puffed up because People pat them on the back and make them feel good. But there comes a time when you got to know who you are. You gotta know who you are, and when you know who you are, and nobody puff you up, you still know who you are. So God says, "I gotta move the friends." So when his friends come, they sat with him for for ten days, seven days they said nothing, but when he got to day eight, they begin to say, "You know Job, I think you messed up. I think you put your hand in iniquity. You see, I think you did something wrong." And then Job didn't have no friend either because it was the final it's the final (laughs) so he says this time i'm gonna leave you alone There's nothing to anchor on, nothing for you to hold on to, Ah, but Jesus, and you see when the final come, and you come to realization that it's only Jesus you can hold on to, then you are on your way to pass your test. Who am I speaking to? You got to denounce those things around you, another tunnel vision and know that it is in God my victory is in Jesus it's in him I live and move and have my being if you didn't help me with my finals it's okay because like Job I know my Redeemer lives and my God I learned to trust him and to take him at his word you don't have to help me to pass the test because if christ is in the vessel he will smile at the storm he never fail a battle yet me and god is majority you don't need to puff me up all i need is a little bit of anointing because it's the anointing that destroy the yoke my god run after the anointing keep your anchor let it grips the solid rock hold on to Jesus and ride out your storm so Job realize that you know what I'm in this all by myself but what do you do when you're in the midst Of a trial. And I'm coming home. In the midst of an adversary. One must totally submit. And surrender to the almighty God. Who is the author and the finisher of their fate. In the midst of your storm. Build. An altar. You see in the midst of your storm. You must practice spiritual discipline. Love God like you're losing your mind. Go and walks with him. Go take some one-hour walk and just talk to Him. God, we're going to have a conversation from we start. Put your AirPods in your ears. Play your music. And every now and then, the other day, I was walking. And when, I, when the Holy Ghost sweeped me and I got apart. And my neighbors, they know where I live. And I got me down to, I think it was Go Road. I feel so good, you know what I did? You don't know what I did because I'm crazy like that. I felt so good. So I just knelt down right in the middle of the road on the sidewalk and I begin to have a fellowship with the almighty god you see you got to practice spiritual discipline while you are going through what you're going through and I'm coming home let me close and so the devil sent these things for Job to fail the tests because whenever a believer get to a place of a squeeze, the first thing that comes out is discouragement. And in so many things come, depression, and these things are designed to take you away from the almighty God. But you see, every now and then when your tests come, you must throw the devil a curveball Some of you, he already calculate how you're going to react. He will press a button. He know you're either going to curse, cry, stay away from church, don't worship, don't praise. But Satan did not know what Job, actually he knew what he expected Job to react one way. So the news they came in. One by one. And you would think the news will kill Job. But Job. Now. Did something that Satan. Least expected. When Job heard all of the bad news. The Bible said. That he shaved his head. And then he went down on his knees and he assumed worship. He says Satan you've taken everything from me and I know you expect me to curse God but I'm not going to React the way you want me to react. He says, Naked I came, and naked I'm gonna return. The Lord give it, and the Lord take it away. But the B part says, Blessed be the name of the Lord. I think the greatest mark you can get on the final is when everything has been taken away from you. You see, I praise, I praise God today for what he has and for what God has done. But a worshiper will say, in spite of it all, I'm just going to worship I'm just gonna stay right here and I'm just gonna worship God. I know that things are not the greatest, but I'm just gonna stay here and I'm just gonna worship God because through it all, I learn to trust Him. And I know that it hurts me, but I feel a hallelujah coming up in my circumstances. I know that it's painful but I'm just gonna reflect on his goodness when he used to Uh, when I used to have it uh, I'm not going to look at where I am now uh, but I'm just going to worship I believe that the greatest thing that moves God uh, is a person uh, that cannot uh, reflect on what is happening in the moment uh, when things are not going the greatest uh, but to fix their eyes on Jesus uh, and to purpose uh, in their hearts uh, that God is to be praised uh, because he is God uh, and he's God alone. Lord, uh, and in spite of how I feel, uh, in spite of what is happening, uh, in spite of what I'm going through, uh, in spite of what the devil lay on me, uh, in, the, in spite of it all, uh, I'm just gonna worship. I'm just gonna worship him. I'm just gonna worship him. I'm just gonna worship him. I'm gonna just stay here. Uh, i'm just gonna lose myself in worship i'm not gonna think about the pain i'm just gonna worship i'm not gonna think about the disappointment i'm just gonna worship i'm just gonna worship him i'm just gonna worship him I know some of you didn't come in all that great and everything at home is not the best and some things are falling apart and there's just so much warfare that comes to the believer as if the second coming is just around the corner and the devil want to make sure that none of us make it in oh, but I don't have the answer to everything I deny I'm not a god But one thing I know, that something happened when you worship.
0: Thanks for listening. Our mission here is simple. To bring you the saving love of Jesus Christ through salvation. We hope you'd subscribe and share this podcast. So you can receive the latest podcast in your daily victorious Christian walk with God. We also invite you to visit our website, www.adenaiministries.ca to know more about us. You can also follow us on social media to join our live services online to stay connected. Worship with us this Sunday at Adonai Ministries Toronto, located at 1111 Finch Avenue West, Unit 34, Toronto, Canada. We'd love to pray with you today. Simply call plus 1-647-882-9708 right now. We love to appreciate your financial support and donations. It keeps the ministry going. We're praying for you. Adonai Ministries, transforming lives for the kingdom of God.